Hello, corn dogs. Have you ever wanted to start your own podcast? Well, Anchor by Spotify is your solution. Anchor allows you to make a podcast in the easiest way possible. Let me explain. Anchor has tools to let you record and edit your podcast from your phone or computer. It also distributes all your podcasts for you, and you can listen on Spotify, Apple, wherever, and Anchor does all that for you. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, enjoy the show. Watch a new and podcast, watch a new and podcast, watch a new and podcast, watch a new and podcast. They're a semi-chaotic team, man. They're here for podcasting. Watch a new and podcast. Watch a new and podcast. We're headed to the tri-state to hang with Phineas and Ferb. So come along for all the thrill with Felipe, Navi, and Will. They're firing up the Rewatchinator. This is what we're going to do today. Welcome back, everybody, to What You Doing. I almost forgot the podcast name for a second. I was going to be like uh, our Phineas and Ferb rewatch podcast. And it's me, Strudel Cutie4427, a.k.a. Felipe, and I'm not alone. Today, we're going to be talking about Get That Bigfoot Out of My Face and Treehouse Fun Time, whatever the name of the episode is. Tree to Get Ready. Tree to Get Ready. And that voice that you just heard is Grandpa Clyde, a.k.a. Will Davis. Hello. Will. How are you doing? Gramp- Grandpa Clyde. Played by the great Barry Bostwick of uh, of uh, Rocky Horror fame. Yeah, uh, that's not me. That's that's the character. I I am Will. Hello. Hello, and Welcome. Will and I are not here. We we needed some Grandma Betty Joe energy in here, so we brought in <coughs> Navi to come talk to us. Uh, Ink in there's own Navi Ball, everyone. Hey, I'm Zach Muhammad. Actually, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Uh, classic Hi, Navi. Grandma Betty Joe here. Uh, you know, voiced by the same person who voices Linda. Linda yeah. yeah. So there you go. <laughs> so fun. Like, and then we so many Rocky Horror people in this show. Like, they got yeah. the Richard O'Brien to do Lawrence, and then we got a we got guest book for later. for a few weeks to talk about the Kim Tim Curry episode. Um, but today we're going to be talking about get that Bigfoot out of my face and tree to get ready. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Any... Do we, we want to go into the episodes first? Or yeah, or wanna, I was just going to say big picture. What did you remember about these episodes growing up? Um, I, uh, I remember the, the Bigfoot song. And, and uh, that, that's about all that I remembered from the, the Bigfoot episode growing up. Yeah, uh, and then and then I I sort of vaguely remembered the treehouse thing, and I and I definitely remembered the the Goody Two Shoes brother song, but uh, I definitely wouldn't have known that that was this episode. If you'd asked me, Navi. Uh, so yeah, I remembered the the song by uh, Grandpa Clyde, 
And I also remembered uh, Doofenshmirtz's uh, date that was crashed by Perry mm. the Platypus. Those are like my two main memories. And I actually had a fairly decent re- recollection of uh, the Treehouse episode. Like I remember Candace and Stacy playing video games. I remember them actually duking it out in their respective treehouses. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to get right into it. Yeah, for me, I vaguely remembered the Bigfoot episode, not a lot from it. Um, but the treehouse one, I remember the treehouses and I remember the Doofenshmirtz plot. I just didn't remember that they were in the same episode. So all around, I think like soft spoiler alert, that might be my favorite episode. We'll get to it when we get to it. But this was, I had a ton of fun watching that. But first we got to mm-hmm. get through, get that Bigfoot out of my face. Sure. Um, which starts off, Buford, Baljeet, Isabella, the Fireside Girls, Candace, Phineas, and Ferb are all in the car with Linda and Lawrence going to quote unquote camp, which they we find out is just grandpa Clyde and grandma Betty Joe's house. Um, and they go once a year, but this time all the friends were invited. Poor Candace. She didn't get to bring any friends like Jeremy and yeah, Stacy weren't there. That was, that was the, the first thing I had in my notes. It was like, you know, so much of this episode is like, like Candace being upset that, you know, she's all alone in the middle of nowhere, but like so much of this could have been fixed. if just like Stacy could have gone with them. Exactly. Navi, uh, have you ever been forced on a trip that you didn't want to go to and wish you had some friends to tag along with? Oh, so many. I <laughs> wish I could have, <laughs> I wish I could have gone to, uh, I believe I've talked about this before when I went to North Dakota. I wish I could have brought people with me to go to North Dakota because my parents were like, we need to go to Fargo. That's where all the good shopping is because that's like the closest like city. I, I guess aside from Minneapolis, St. Paul's for um winnipeg so a lot of people like to go down there to shop especially during you know the summertime and during like black friday and all that so uh i guess i wish i could have brought a friend there because the road trip there was very boring after we do our disney world epcot adventure we need to do a camping trip um Ooh, like, I, I don't know about that no, no. Yeah, <laughs> by camping i mean glamping like you rent an airbnb with a hot tub in the woods like it's not it's not like no. tense and everything this, no no no, 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 no. This, was, this was another thing that you know candace very early on it's like you know i hate the outdoors i hate bugs i don't want to go camping I was, all all of this is a mood all of yes. this i relate to yeah the bugs i ain't about that but i'm talking about like we rent this airbnb and it was like this nice house we we play games and it's like just like a retreat but like no tense no nothing um, okay, yeah. unless you want to play that. an LRG, which Naomi can tell us all about next week, <laughs> we can do like fake Survivor um, in the woods. Yeah, the um, new uh, Survivor New York trailer dropped this. It looks really good. It like looks yeah. like they they got like their own little lake island sort of area. Like it looked like sandier than like just a park in Brooklyn. I'm excited to watch that. I know, I think I know almost all the women on the cast. Um, but so Naomi will tell us more about that. Mm-hmm. next week um but anyways in the car ride buford's like i want to bully the kids grab them by their underwear pull them with the flagpole and Phoenix's like there's no flagpole at grandma and grandpa's house and he's like well i'll just grab the underwear and baljeet's like oh i'll just give it to you <laughs> i'm like <"Poor> baljeet <laughs> leave baljeet alone but it, this is where i get in saying that they're the otp because buford and baljeet are like nine years old so that's how Little boys show their love is harassing the people by that gift, they're interested in. By gifting in. their undergarments? No, no, that's <laughs> the, how adult people show their love. Um, 
but like I think Buford has a crush on Baljeet, and I would stand by that. And then Dan, not Dan, Will sent us a TikTok of Dan Pavenmeyer playing Monopoly. Did you want to bring that up now, or did yeah, you want to bring that up yeah, in the feedback? There, there was a uh, a TikTok of of the Phineas and Ferb Monopoly, uh, and and on the 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 money, like the one dollar bill has Zubin Schmertz's face on it, and the the five dollar bill has Isabella's face on it. Uh, and the ten dollar bill is is both Buford and Baljeet together on on the on yeah. The money. And I don't know why you sent the TikTok, but I said this confirms that Buford and Baljeet are the OTP. And Navi was like, the the big takeaways from this TikTok is that for you, I love it. <laughs> um, but I ship them. I ship them. We support a biracial gay couple on kids media. We stand. Um, anyways, so. The Fireside Girls say that they want to work on their accomplishment badges. Is that a separate badge or is that just like kind of like a generic statement for their badges? In yeah, I think that's just what they're generally Okay, because they later have another badge that they check off. So that's the one I'm going to include. But I didn't know if I just wanted to make note of this here. Mm. Um, but anyways, camp is Grandma Betty Joe and Grandpa Clyde's house. And <laughs> Phineas made a reference. He's like, I lost my ant farm. And I was like, I thought I felt like it was going to come back. So I wrote it down, but it did not. Um, yeah. Lost farm in the car. But yeah, I think I th- it, it sounded like it was just like a because he said it right after Candace was like, I, I hate bugs. I don't like bugs. And Fenix yeah. was like, Oh, I can't find my ant farm. And Candace like freaks out that she thinks the ants are going to be everywhere. Yeah. But I think that's not. what that was for. It was funny. Yeah. I enjoyed the joke, but I, I was like, I was like, check off fire ants. Um, yeah. <laughs> but Candace is like, Linda, can I go hang out with you? She doesn't call her Linda, but she's like, parents, I want to hang out with you. And Linda's like, oh, but we, you can come with us to the antique uh, symposium. I didn't write down what the the keynote speaker was, but Kenneth's like, fine, I'll stay with Phineas and Ferb. Um, and would you either of you go to antique symposium? Like, is that something your parents are into? Because my parents are not about antiques. Uh, let's see, if I had the choice between between going to see antiques and and hanging out in the woods with none of my friends um but at least man i don't know it, it's yeah the, the grandparents are there i i guess I, I would have a better cell phone signal at the antique symposium probably uh, yeah. i don't know this is, a, this is a tough choice neither neither sound appealing to me Pro- probably the probably the camping that's that's probably where i go yeah not navi how about you Oh, antiques 100%. I am not an outdoors person at all. Even like just going to the cottage would be like an ordeal for me. So yeah, I'll look at antique, I don't know, shot glasses or whatever the hell they have. For, <laughs> I like, feel like there's probably maple ca- candy at the antique shot glasses. And I've only had maple can- candy when I went to New Hampshire. So I would just like stock up on that. Ooh, I, don't know. I could send you maple candy. <gasps> Navi. That's why I'm yeah. friends with Canadians. <laughs> to get, wait. Quick aside, you don't watch The Bachelor, do you? I listen to Bachelor-related podcasts. I don't okay. actually watch the I was going to see if you saw the photo of the poutine from this week. Because I'm not watching this season because... Oh, the poutine was disgusting. Yeah. Like, there's better-looking poutine out there. Yeah. I don't know why I chose that picture. I'm not watching the season because I'm not a fan of Matt James after that first episode. And I was like, he's going to pick a white girl. And I want to support... And then... I, I'm pretty sure he's going to pick the racist white girl. That's the only one left. Um, oh, no. Yeah, that, I think it's like a Garrett Becca situation, but I don't know. Uh, but I saw the photos of the poutine. I'm like, oh, no, the Canadians are shaking. <laughs> um, 
all the Speak- foods in that yeah. picture were like not great looking to me. Okay. Like the beef curtails will look dry. The Nanaimo bars, like it just I thought Nanaimo not- bars looked different. I don't know if those were like were those Nanaimo bars? I thought they looked yeah, different. I'm pretty sure they were Nanaimo bars. Like they usually have a, a like a sort of I don't know graham cat cracker like base layer, and then they have the yeah. cream and like the coconut, and then they have like that chocolate ganache at the top. Yeah, tin roof uh, cake. It, it looked like one of those. I don't know, like a tin roof cake. I don't know if that's what it's called. But anyways, um, yeah. My well, favorite... is this pivoting conversation? Yeah. I, I have no idea what's going well, on. It's, it's the, so the last thing I'll say about Nanaimo bars is that there was a challenge. I only watched one season of The Amazing Race Canada, mm-hmm. and they had to like bungee jump after memorizing the ingredients in Nanaimo bar. I was like, ooh, I would want a Nanaimo bar. Because they were in Nanaimo, they Canada. Good. Yeah. Yeah, the Nanaimo bars are really good. I really enjoy yeah. them. But like the ones in those pictures were just not appetizing at all. Yeah, no, they did not look appetizing any of that food. But anyways, we'll get back to putting some verb talk instead of the bachelor talk. Um, check out Amy and Haley's podcast, though. Fantastic content. Uh, but uh, they end up, they show up to Grandpa Clyde's house. And Grandpa is super kooky. He's like holding Perry. He's like, Phineas, you never change. And then he's like, Ferb, you're still not very talkative, are you? And he's like shaking his hands around. Turbo him. Ferb. Turbo, Turbo Ferb. Furbo. Uh, any thoughts on <laughs> all this shenanigans of Grandpa Clyde? There's there's the funny little bit where where like he grabs Perry and he thinks Perry is Phineas. Yeah. Uh, I, was yeah, like, I, I think it just establishes him as, as like the kooky grandparent. That I yeah, think. what kind of weed is here at this uh, at this place? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, oh, I found the line. Uh, Grandpa Clyde, still a man of few words, I see. And Ferb interjects. He's like, well, actually, I, so where's your sister? <laughs> Doesn't even give him the time of day. And then we go straight from here because Grandpa Clyde is like, who's ready for Vittles? And Phineas is like, Vittles is Grandpa E's for food. Hey, where's Perry? And, um, Oh, I think I may be a little early. Uh, yeah, Candace so, has no signal. She has no signal. Yeah. That's what happens. And Grandma's like, oh, Candace, you need to let go. Um, and I, and so that's like a sign for things to come. Will, I interrupted you. What were you going to say? No, well, it's, it's almost a callback to, uh, uh, there, there's a line about Vittles in the, in the, in the mall song. Uh, so it's kind of kind of interesting that they like in a later episode say what that word means that we yeah. talked about three weeks ago. I was also looking at the wiki. This one also is like connected to the battle, the ballad of um, what's the pirate's name? Battle of uh, Badbeard. Badbeard, yeah. So this yeah, is like an overarching they're story. They're both arc. very like uh, they're both very like Camp Phineas and Ferb. They call it like grandparent centric episodes. Yeah, grandparents telling them the story about something, as opposed to Camp Wawanaka going back to our Canadian love. Um, But uh, we get there and uh, Agent P goes down the tree slide um, with spider webs and everything. And sorry, there was like an eyelash on my computer. So I wanted to grab that. Uh, Not an eyelash, an eyebrow hair. I was like, let me clean that off. Um, And Major Monogram is like, oh, I'm sorry about that, Perry. It reminds me of my time at the Academy. He has a little bit of a flashback. Um, and then basically he tells the assignment doof ha- is, has been spotted at his evil woodland retreat and go check that out. He's not been super busy though. And then he, Perry leaves and major monogram is like, 
having flashbacks to the academy once again uh it's like a haunting flashback too like yeah you you feel very bad my favorite part of the flashback was when he was like i remember when my dad told me to go to the academy and he the guy the other person is like i'm not your dad (laughs) (laughs) yeah um yeah and then we hear it and like we hear flashbacks to his boys being like I don't want to go to the academy, Daddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, still no Carl, though. Anxiously awaiting. But uh, one of these g- days. Yes. So we get the tent pitching achievement badges, and the fireside girls do that. And Isabella walks over, and then in my head, I wrote, Phineas also achieved tent pitching. <laughs> a bad oh, no. tent pitching bad. <laughs> Someone talk He's because like I'm nine. the worst. Hey. <laughs> that didn't stop any children when they had i don't know get me out of here someone take over um but grandpa then because that's in the day and then we immediately go to nighttime where grandpa's like here let's sing the bigfoot song um so oh wait no it's not nighttime yet it's still daytime but he sings the song he he sings the bigfoot song during the daytime yeah Yeah. he sings the bad beard song at night i believe Mm. so uh, and Candace is like, oh, I don't want to be here. And Grandma, Grandma Betty Jo comes over and she's like, Candace, you need to have a bigger imagination and do things with your imagination. That's how you have fun. Um, and she's like, but I'm a young adult. I, I, am an, I am responsible. And I'm like, Candace, you're 15. You're not even <laughs> like close to a young adult. Um, any thoughts on anything we just talked about? Yeah, was, she's, she's just like, desperate to be mature there's there's a funny little uh, thing where uh you know candace is is trying to get on her phone and she can't get signal and grandma betty joe comes up to talk to her but so grandma betty joe is talking but she's like off screen and there's a squirrel right next to candace's face and it looks at first like the squirrel is talking and then they zoom out and it's actually the grandma and this happens again at the campfire right Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah yes it does have you ever thought animals were talking to you? Like as an adult, not as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe I've been uh uh you know in, intoxicated enough at, at certain <laughs> times where I thought deer were gonna attack yeah. me, but that's that's a whole other story. Not to go back to the bachelor, but I believe <laughs> there's like a famous moment where someone like they they cut it in a way where like the raccoon it looks like the raccoon is pissing this one woman off. It might have been Claire, actually. Claire was, like, crying, and then the raccoon, like, showed up, and they were, like, splicing it to be, like, the she was having a meltdown at the raccoon. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's yeah, what that kind of reminded that. I, I think the clip was circulating around uh, YouTube or Twitter or something like that, so. Yeah. For someone who's really anti the Bachelor franchise these days, <laughs> I mm-hmm. tend to bring it up a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but... We go to Doofenshmirtz, and this was my favorite part of the episode, the Doofenshmirtz storyline. Um, yeah. He's like, it's my week off, Perry the Platypus. Your your timing is completely unexpected. And by unexpected, I mean completely unexpected, because it's my week <laughs> off. <laughs> I actually mean unexpected. Yeah. Um, and I love that we've talked a lot about expectations with the show, and then they, when they zig instead of zag, it's always mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. Talk, talk um, about unexpected. Like- yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, this is like the second episode where Perry just like ruins Doof's vibe d- during his yeah. day off. 
Because like between, last between week, this there and was the, the cheese, cheese yeah. yeah, yeah. Leave my man alone. Let him take a vacation. Um, but he's like, I actually have a date. I'm dating online, so maybe I don't need to make a Tinder for him. <laughs> like if he's he's getting that sounds like he already has. Yeah, he. Well, I guess it, it, this was released at the time. It was probably like Match.com or yeah. E, hey, eHarmony. That's still evil, around. Evil though. Harmony. Is that Evil yeah. Harmony? That's what I'm gonna go with. One of my favorite, or I don't know if it's my favorite episodes, but one that's memorable of Wizards of Waverly Place is when Justin meets the werewolf online, mm-hmm. on like it, the whole like t- talk about like I rewatched that episode recently, and so it was like the talk of this girl's not who she says she is. Last time you took a centaur mm-hmm. to the prom, you need to like mm-hmm. be photos and bios aren't everything, and I just felt like that hit in 2020. 2021 yeah. like with like where we are with dating online dating culture um and i don't know like disney channel had this thing for like online dating accounts apparently they were ahead of the curve it seems yeah um but anyways do we get this woman's name we don't get her name we know that she's voiced by sandra O. okay Anatomy, but uh we do not get her name anyway. do we get her sc- screen name at all no? uh, i don't think i don't think we even get that uh we'll call her give us a name sandra o sandra o <laughs> well, sandra okay sandra o so doofenshmirtz uh is strudel cutie 4427 as i mentioned earlier um and he's like pair the platypus can you just be a platypus like a mindless animal for a little bit <laughs> pair the platypus rolls his eyes and so he takes his he hat gives, off he gives a great like break the fourth wall jim halpert look yeah, Jim where, Halpert or like, like uh, Doofenshmirtz asks him to to act like a normal a normal house pet, and and he looks directly at the camera. We love Agent P, and he knows his role. Um, and then we take a pause on that storyline. We go back to the campfire stories, uh, and no one has a campfire story. Well, Phineas has one, but Grandpa Clyde is like, Phineas, shut up. You always go first. <laughs> um, anyone else in Belgium's like. Oh, um, I have a story. Uh, imagine immigrating to this country and uh, being bullied. And I was like, <laughs> literally protect Belgium at all costs. Um, Honestly, that would be my uh, scary story at a yeah. campground. So I don't blame him either. <laughs> so did you, did you immigrate from india or were you born no, in canada no no i didn't i was born and raised in winnipeg but winnipeg, yeah but i don't know the whole other the rest of that i related to no yeah lot. for sure no Plus, it's just, I'm just really bad at like telling stories like at a campfire or something yeah. so like i relate to him not being able to articulate or making it more interesting so. no for sure um no, that's just like me. I like claim to be like Brazilian, but I was born in like on a farm in Illinois and then I moved to Boston Yay! at a young age. So <laughs> but like part of me always wishes that I was born in Brazil so I could be like, but now I, I like because I was born in America, I can vote where some of my friends who family friends who I've known since childhood they can't vote and mm-hmm. uh they couldn't help contribute to getting that orange pumpkin head out of the office. <laughs> a bobo. Oh. Um, but that's just uh it's, it's always interesting to like, because we know each other, but we don't know each other super well yet. So like, this mm-hmm. is a fun part of the podcast. Will, were you born in Oklahoma? Yeah, born and raised in Oklahoma. My my backstory is not at all uh, interesting. 
Yeah. But... <laughs> what are you talking about? That's super interesting. <laughs> I want to hear about Oklahoma. I want to hear, like, we tell us all about your life. Oh, um, There's nothing exciting, I'm sure. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll find some nuggets. <laughs> like, who knew that they had us? Uh, you were a profitable snow cone salesman until a few weeks ago. We didn't know that. So don't, don't, don't be mean to my friend, Will. Um, but we get campfire stories. Baljeet says his, and then Phineas is like, all right, move along. And he's like, tells this Bigfoot story. Um, and we get the introduction to that. We go back to Perry and Doofenshmirtz and Perry basically cock blocks Doofenshmirtz. <laughs> it really does. Like, cause Sandra is so obsessed with Perry that she's not even giving Doofenshmirtz any attention. Doofenshmirtz is like, I made you cucumber water and I don't even like cucumbers. And then he goes to his patio to like, because he's so frustrated, maybe a little pent up as well. Um, but <laughs> Linda gives Perry all these, not Linda, Sandra gives Perry all these kisses. And then Doofenshmirtz is like, Ugh. and we go back to the campfire and the Bigfoot shows up because Phineas and Fur pull contraptions, which we'll find out later. And Doofenshmirtz hears screams of children. He's like, oh my God, is that children screaming? And he like gets excited <laughs> and he falls over the wall <laughs> into the into the bushes and gets all this like leaves and ivy on him. So he climbs back up as, um, he, uh, as Sandra O oh comes out and she is like because she hears the screams and she whacks him with her purse and he falls mm. down to the floor and i'm like man poor different words pair the platypus purse. imagine if you hadn't shown up you. wait sorry i interrupted you Go ahead. <laughs> no, i was i was uh making a king of the hill reference that's my uh, purse i don't know you <laughs> <laughs> classic um but if perry the platypus had minded his business if major monogram had minded his business different words could be like having some time tonight with this woman yeah. but I was at one one thing that that uh, we haven't touched on yet that that uh, you know I hadn't considered, uh, especially hadn't considered it as a child. Uh, so she she comes to his like like house in the woods. Yeah. Uh, and and she doesn't even know his name. She knows him as Strudel Cutie four four two seven, which would like suggest this is their first time meeting in person. Yeah, what if yeah. I ring some bells? The, like yeah, the, I would the not first want time, that. the first time I meet someone in person could never be at their house. Never will be alone at their house in the woods. Okay, not, I agree own. with that as adults, <laughs> but I feel like in the Tinder economy, I feel like it's not unusual to hear people going to someone's place as a first meetup. But then that's like a one-time meetup that's just like strictly physical but i don't think that's what doofenshmirtz had in mind he had a dinner plan he had yeah so it was all yeah. like romantic kind of yeah thing. that you go to a coffee shop first and meet there and then if if they're like good because this woman could have been a murderer and she she yeah. she did attack doofenshmirtz she hit him with a purse so yeah and then she's like oh it's strudel cutie four four two seven oh well i guess i'll yeah. just and then go this, back inside she stays in his house and she still doesn't know his name. Yeah. And he's not there. <laughs> Perry yeets the hell out of there. He's like, we hear the theme song. He like parachutes out. And this woman is in his like camping abode. I will say his uh, uh, wood uh, estate, I guess, forest That's estate nice. is pretty nice. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I wouldn't mind staying there. Especially yeah. I knew I was alone. 
exactly yeah um but go on a coffee date first like don't don't do this stuff (laughs) um anyways doof uh escapes and candace is pissed and she's like yelling at phineas and fur being like this story is so stupid and annoying you need to grow up and bigfoot shows up and eats candace and all the kids scream and run away and it's grandpa grandma grandma's twin sister uh lorraine and um (laughs) Candace, uh, so like they eat it and it's grandma and Candace controlling the thing inside, which is a nice little twist. Um, and what'd you think of the prank? I thought it was funny. It, it, I, I liked the, the thing where like first Phineas and Ferb try and make this fake Bigfoot uh, and like Ferb is in the tree controlling things and they revealed that you know it was an inflatable Ferb sitting at the campfire. So it's yeah. like a, a fake Ferb there. Uh, so then whenever whenever Grandma Betty Joe does the same controlling this fake Bigfoot, they're like, oh, you got a you got an inflatable grandma too. And she's like, no, it's, that's her twin sister. She yeah. just comes out here whenever we want to pull a prank. I mean, they better pay her because that that'd be nice, some nice coins. Like you just pay your sister to come and help out. No, but yeah. That would be that would be a easy gig. Um do you any of y'all believe or watch bigfoot documentaries or stuff like that have any bigfoot stories unfortunately not really i i i I don't go camping enough i guess to have any (laughs) to have any bigfoot stories yeah navi well um when i was younger uh my dad and i would used to listen to coast to coast am Uh, Mm -hmm. so like they would talk about it on there but it wasn't like my top of mind interest I was always more into like the UFOs and aliens and all that stuff so you know Bigfoot wasn't really my thing growing up same I was more into the aliens and I also liked Loch Ness Monster um so just like I did college radio and I was uh the assistant director to View in the Morning which was just like a morning morning radio talk show some music involved and when the director was Hannah Harn, who is a queen, absolute legend, whenever we got new people join, she would always ask them what their favorite cryptid was. And she was like, mine is personally Bigfoot, but some people say the Lacus Monster, some people say the Mothman. So that was just something yeah. that I came to mind talking about Bigfoot in this episode. I'm like, I miss that. But then like, now I have a podcast because I miss it. So yeah. what is your favorite cryptid? My favorite, is the Lacus Monster a cryptid? Yeah, I'd say so. Probably like or aliens, like either space or the ocean. Like anything woodland e not my jam. Um, what about y'all? Um, I don't know that I know enough about, about cryptozoology to have like a favorite one. True, uh, true, true. The Mothman's kind of funny. Yeah. Navi, do you have one or do not know enough either? Uh, I guess I don't know enough. Uh, based on like childhood memory, I I guess aliens or like UFOs or would yeah. be sort of my thing. My favorite aliens though are the aliens from Toy Story. Absolute <laughs> little adorable buggers and LGM? Baby Yoda and Baby Yoda. We stand mm. Baby Yoda. Oh, in is, this is is Grogu a cryptid? Is Grogu a cryptid? I'm gonna tweet that right now. Um, <laughs> just my guess should, is no. Should but, we tweet that from our podcast know. account or should I tweet that from my regular you know. account? doesn't matter i'll i'll retweet it from the podcast (laughs) account um uh is grogu is grogu slash baby yoda a cryptid i i I feel like hmm. he's an alien 
I don't know if aliens count as cryptids. This is this is something I'm I'm unfamiliar. Yes, with. we'll we'll get an answer probably from the listeners once we drop this. But anyways, the children run. Doofenshmirtz gets caught up in the contraption that Phineas and Fur built, like the ghost sort of Bigfoots, as I call them, runs down while Candace is like, "You kids are so stupid. Adults don't get scared of Bigfoot. You need to grow up." And then there's she sees Doofenshmirtz running with the Bigfoots and she gets scared mm-hmm. and. Then Phineas and Ferb say something that I did not write down, and that's the end of the episode. Um, any yeah. thoughts on what we just talked about? Not like ranking related, but yeah, I mean, it's general, generally, you know, pretty, pretty standard episode. I don't know if there was a whole lot that that really stood out, other than other than the Sandra O oh stuff. I think is is really the the best part of the episode, and, and mm-hmm. but uh, you know, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was a good eleven minutes. Yeah, it was definitely not my favorite episode. And maybe that's like because I was taking notes. Who knows still to be determined if it's just the episodes that I take notes for. But I did enjoy Flopstar, so maybe not. But there was there was the one bit where where Doofenshmirtz, after he gets hit by the by the purse, uh, he's like, Well, it's not the worst date I've ever been on. There was the one the one time who was the the one who was repeatedly stabbing me with a fork. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wanna know about this date where he might have been Linda. stabbed with a fork. It could have been Linda. Um, But another thing that I wanted to note uh, was Perry when he comes back. Phineas is like, hey, Perry, why are you all covered in lipstick? Um, And then the evil jingle was his doorbell this time. Um, Yeah. Yeah, so... Nice uh, nice detail. uh, The fireside girls, nothing there. Uh, And Perry breaks the fourth wall. Um, Anything production-wise, Sandra O voices the Doofenshmirtz. there would be no more standalone premieres after this episode. This was paired with Tree to Get Ready. And there's a few errors in here that if you want to give me a second to uh, read them, but there's nothing super I think it's mostly just animation stuff. I don't, I don't yeah. know. If oh, and like... here's the continuity, the Vittle stuff that you mentioned. Um, yeah. Yeah. But anyways, uh, we're going to take a quick break. Enjoy this little song. It's going to be the Bigfoot song. And then we'll be back to talk about uh get that tree out of here or whatever it's called tree to get ready tree to get ready (laughs) if my memory serves i think there was a song written about it really do you remember any of it he remembers he's bigfoot he's bigfoot he'll eat you with his taters and his greens he's bigfoot he's Bigfoot, come to Bigfoot, you're a fleshy tangerine. He goes barefoot, so he's always free to stomp ya. He carries a big stick so he can womp ya. Sharpens up his teeth so he can chomp ya. So I think you better flee, cause I'm telling you that he's Bigfoot. He's Bigfoot. He bathes in the water that you drink. He's Bigfoot. He's Bigfoot. So watch out, cause he's closer than you think. Boom! He's Bigfoot. Oh, am I the only adult here? Why can't my grandpa act his own age? And we're back. So, Will. No, this is Navi. Yes. Yes, it's Navi. So, um, tell us about Tree to Get Ready. So, uh, this is straight from the Phineas and Ferb wiki, because I can't write my own summaries. Uh, 
Phineas and Ferb build a treehouse and remodel Candace's old one. Later, they get in a treehouse fight against Candace and Stacy. Meanwhile, Perry tries to stop Dr. Doofenshmirtz from getting revenge on his brother Roger. So this is our first brother Roger appearance. Yeah. Uh, my goody two-shoes brother Roger. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I Okay, so we'll just get right into the episode then, if that's cool. Yeah. Um, all right. So the episode starts off with uh, Candace and Stacy playing like a robot fighting game. And Linda walks into the room and, uh, you know, that she's going to run out and do some uh, errands. And she like names out her errands. Too. She's like, I'm going to do groceries, then go to like the florist and then finally do a car wash. And Candace is like, I'm busy. Like I'm yeah. concentrating on the video game. I don't know if you're like super into gaming, but like, I remember when my mom would walk in, she'd be like, oh, I have so many things to say to you. And I'm like, I'm in the middle of something right now. <laughs> yeah. Like, I need to beat this boss before it kills me. Uh, but tell me a bit about your experiences with that. Well, the, and then and then your mom will be like, always be like, oh, okay, well, can you pause it? And you're like, no, I can't pause it. It's an online game. You can't pause an online game. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, yeah, this this is, is very familiar for sure. For me, the thing is more with TV or movies. Like I will shush them, especially like living back home for Survivor Winners at War. I was like, Shh. <laughs> like I was very much that person. Don't talk when the TV is on. But um, with video games, besides like, can you pause it? And like, I'm like about to beat the boss. I would like do that. Mm-hmm. Um, with video games, like I didn't mar- mind if they talked to me that much. Unless like I'm listening to a podcast and playing video games. And then I'm like, I have to rewind on the podcast. So I have to pause the game to rewind on the podcast. Um, but my mom definitely got mad at me because it took video games way too seriously sometimes. Like, and I would yell at them, like when something happens in Mario Kart, I'm like, get the blue shell at the end. Like right when I'm crossing the finish line. And then I would be like, <laughs> like, yeah, I, would, <laughs> I would get angry. Like, cause you get, you get into it. Yeah, it's it's too bad Nathan's not here for this week because I oh. I have I have on multiple occasions tweeted uh, that you don't know the definition of intensity until you've watched Nathan play Mario Party. Uh, <laughs> he, he he gets like he can he could be playing against like the the computers the 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 AI and and he will be so into it yelling at all these mini games. It is it is very funny to watch against the computer. He's really good at it too. Yeah. Against the computer, I understand that. But like, if you're playing against your friends, I never yelled at my friends. I was like, oh. um, yeah, it, it's it's mostly like watching him play against the computer. Yeah, is, is really that fun said, to watch. the closest thing I ever got into a fist fight. Well, I guess it was like a fight. It was it was Easter, like I was like 12, 13. and my other friend, also named Felipe, he's one of the Brazilian friends I mentioned earlier. Um, he was like on his headphones, and I was playing, and so he was talking to a friend. And then I don't remember the context, but like basically I did something in his game and he got really upset like that he didn't want me. And so he like started punching me and I was like, oh my God, and I got blamed those. <laughs> I was like, this kid, like what the hell? But anyways, um, so I got a blame nose because he punched me, but that's Oh it. no, that's Fine. intense. We made up after, we're friends still. Okay, um, that's good. It's so weird because like, there are people that I haven't seen. It's getting to the point where I haven't seen any of my friends in a year at this point. So it's so weird. And with him, because I went to LA at the start of last year. So it's been over a year and a half at this point, closer to like, I haven't seen him since his birthday, maybe? Or Thanksgiving of 2019. So it's so weird like that it's hitting a year at this point of quarantine yeah. almost. Um, anyways, that's the time when I got punched in the face. 
Yay, good times. I was actually talking to my mom the other day and she mentioned that, oh yeah, I had gotten back from like buying groceries and your brother was playing this video game. I think he was playing Apex Legends because I think the last time Mm. when I visited back in September, he was playing that. Um, And apparently he was like very like just not into it. He was like not in the mood to talk to her. My mom was like, oh, this happened at the grocery store and this happened and (laughs) someone got fined for not wearing a mask. (laughs) My brother's like, shut up (laughs) just like be quiet I'm doing I'm in the middle of something and then she like called me it was like your brother said this to me I'm like it's okay like he's just being an angsty emo teenage boy it's fine Uh (laughs) Uh, but yeah that's my what's your brother's name or you don't have to share I just am curious oh my brother's name is Herkeet and like it's yeah um and like my name is actually Navreet uh I just shortened it well I I didn't yeah, I think you've said that on Twitter. Like I've seen that somewhere, and then, it. I mean, Will. Um, we are. Will has like seven brothers that we all learned about. <laughs> like, no, he has. He has three brothers, but yeah, like it's interesting learning. And then the people. two other brothers he podcasts with. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, my brother's name is Enrique. I'll give him a shout out. He's probably oh. not listening because he's a hateful man. <laughs> I'm kidding. No. He's, he's very loving, but. <laughs> sometimes he listens to Brazilian Dragon and us so I'll give him a shout out if he's listening um but yeah Harkeet if Harkeet wants to come on the podcast is he allowed or that's up to you he he will not want to okay. be on this podcast <laughs> I, I think so, Navi's family has been famously anti-podcast yeah. maybe her yeah, boss uh, rank, like not, rank, even, not even this podcast is generally anti-podcast. rank your mom your brother and your boss most likely to come on the podcast <laughs> and most likely to not um i think my mom would be game to do the podcast to be honest but she would be like i don't know what to talk about i have nothing to contribute i'm like it's okay mom <laughs> just <laughs> sit there and like just say random shit and hope for the best um then maybe my boss and then my brother will be dead last because like i said he he thinks i'm a loser so well he's too cool he's wrong yeah his friends think i'm really cool because like they don't know a ton of girls who are like not into or like who are into like video gaming and are like very like laser focused on the industry um yeah but like he thinks i'm a loser so it's well he's wrong Okay, so shut up. According <laughs> Christina, <laughs> Christina Cha. Uh-huh. Not, not, like, anyways, where were we? Uh, I think we were just on the first scene alone. <laughs> well, look at us. Classic. <laughs> it's called growth. Progress. Yeah. Yeah, it's a classic uh, thing when Navi takes the wheel on these episodes. <laughs> recap. Uh, Listen, I just be I wouldn't want it any other way. Yeah. Okay, well, Linda tells Candace to call if there's any trouble, and then Candace replies, um, with my brothers, you might as well call now. <laughs> so funny. Um, classic, classic Candace. Yeah. So then we uh, move over to the backyard, and Phineas and Ferb, they're all, like, decked out. Uh, I think it, Ferb is, at least, decked out in, uh, like, working gear, because they're working on building their treehouse, and they're talking about um, an unnamed item making a sound. Um, and then Phineas realizes that uh, Perry is missing. And then we head on over to where's Perry? Yeah, um, I think, so I think I think there's it's it's like a reference to like a, if if a tree falls in the woods and no one's around to hear it, does it make a sound? Oh, Phine- okay, Phineas, yeah. is, Phineas is just like, you're right. I guess it would make a sound. 
Yeah. Uh, so I, I think it had to do with like them cutting down a tree or something like that. Okay, gotcha. Well, uh, Perry is at the headquarters and Major Monogram tells Perry that all the pigeons went missing in the tri-state area <laughs> and that it could only be one person. It's Doofenshmirtz. Honestly, I would be okay with the pigeons not being around the tri-state area. Like, is it that bad? Isn't that? Yeah, I mean, really he, he even says this, like, I haven't had to wash my car in weeks because all the pigeons are gone. Like, maybe, maybe. Yeah, then why are thing. you assigning this mission <laughs> yeah. then? Like, what, you, you want the pigeons back? This is, he's saving you money. Yeah, no, yeah. he, he's, he's investing in the people. Oh, well, I, I guess it would disrupt the ecosystem or whatever of the city. If there yeah. is one, I don't know. <laughs> Well, uh, I guess we go back to Phineas and Ferb and they finish uh, up their tree house. And uh, once they're done admiring it, uh, Isabella comes up and asks, you know, what you doing? And, what <laughs> and, you then, doing? and then Phineas says, oh, we just, you know, rebuilt yeah. our old tree house. Can I pause and ask a question? Um, yeah. I don't think either of these episodes had a, I know what we're going to do today, right? Because like the episode structure uh, of the last one was kind of wonky, and then this one. Yeah, was... I don't think I don't think he ever like said the words out loud. Now I yeah. don't think so. Yeah, a few of the bits that we love weren't here this episode. Yeah, which are weird, but like especially with the trios one, I'm not that mad at it. Yeah. Yeah, same here. I I'm okay with them not doing it like every single episode because then it would just get kind of stale. Like I'm okay with them just being like skipping mm-hmm. and going right into the chase. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and so they uh, give Isabella the tour of their uh, treehouse, and she's living for it. Uh, I think there's like some really dangerous uh, ways to go about the treehouse, though. Uh, yeah. The tubes where they like just pull the tube <laughs> and then yeet her on the thing. Also, who pulled the tube when Phineas and Fur both went? Do were they like? Yeah, I don't know. Because um, yeah, it's like they they pulled the tube to slingshot. Yeah. Uh, Isabella and then they also both somehow got I don't know if they like both pulled it together and then jumped in or something I don't know yeah this is they need some inspection over there like safety inspections yeah I don't know well we've known beforehand that well, we've talked about this before yeah, that they, yeah. They, safety is not a concern for these yeah, two I was, I was actually gonna bring up that something later in the episode is like maybe the first time that they've done something that does seem like they care about safety yeah when they had like the the crash button when they're in the middle of the fight. Yeah. No. Did either of you have triazes growing up? No. 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 Me neither. I, we, we had a we had a tree or like a big tree in our backyard, but like not not nearly big enough to to hold a treehouse. Yeah. No. Uh, we had a playground structure in our backyard, like a wooden simple one. But mm. I remember um, this friend I had who had money um he had like this big backyard and he and his dad would make a treehouse and i helped out for a while like that was like the most tree climbing i ever done and i helped out a little bit um and then this friend i like lost touch with and so i never actually saw the treehouse complete because oh man or did he he might not have even finished it who knows because he was like that kind of kid who would like start things and never like follow through with them so oh that's very relatable yeah it's relatable but i wouldn't like spend money on lumber and like take my dad's energy to like start a start a tree house i don't know that's just like me i'm like mm-hmm. also i also know myself and wouldn't want to finish the tree house so i wouldn't even start it uh-huh. yeah no i'm the same way 
yeah. I think my I think my only like experience with tree houses as a kid was uh, the episode of Drake and Josh where they build a tree house. Queen <laughs> <laughs> Megan leaving them out. Um, Where's the door? Drake? I don't think I've ever been in a tree house. Maybe I don't think except I for either. like the one that was being built. Um, like, but I do know the Drake and Josh episode, and then High School Musical three. Um, there's a tree house scene, and then yeah. obviously this Phineas and Ferb episode. Um, oh wait, am I misremembering the kids next door? Oh yeah, that, was oh, tree yeah. House, right? all, all of that was a treehouse. Yeah, yeah that, exactly. That, that so, too. Um, and then yeah, so there's treehouses are pop culture, but they're not like I don't think they're a thing modern people do. Yeah, that much. I think uh, John Mulaney has that whole bit about quicksand. Yeah, where he's like when he when are he's you a sure kid. You're talking about John Mulaney, or are you talking about Robin Kiva? <laughs> Uh, he always got the whole bit about how, like, he always thought quicksand would be a bigger problem than it than it actually was. Yeah, like you never actually see quicksand. I think tree houses are kind of the same way. When yeah. I was a kid, I thought tree houses were a lot bigger deal than they actually are. But like nobody. That one I'm going to tweet from our podcast account. Did you have a tree house, or are they just pop culture inventions? <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. if, I'll do that if right now. If anybody out there is listening to this and had a tree house, please please let us know. Yes, please do um but these tree houses were nice like oh yeah yeah they were decked out with everything uh candace's tree house that they that they remodel she's like they they uh look at all the bells and whistles they included Uh, and there's actually like a wall that's filled with bells and whistles yeah um I, i love that that was like such an adult like you don't appreciate that until you're watching as like an older person Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, uh, they show, well, when uh, Phineas Ferb and Isabella are, like, at the top of, like, I don't know, the viewing platform, I guess, of the their treehouse, they notice Candace's treehouse, and they're like, hmm, we should do something about that. And then it uh-huh. cuts to Perry arriving at Doofenshmirtz Evil Incorporated. Mm-hmm. And, like, he, <laughs> it's funny because he, like, parallel parks in front of his uh, yeah. office building. <laughs> He he uh parallel parks. <laughs> Does he have a parking space? Like yeah, I, I don't know if it was a parking space, but if it fits his car, it fits his car. Yeah, because it's like a lot tinier <laughs> than like an actual like vehicle. So I, I, w- I would rather it. this than him take up a whole parking space with that that tiny car of his. True. That's like a like, huge, huge frustration where where you think there's a parking space, but really it's just a motorcycle hiding behind a bigger car. Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> I, I I could I like that makes me upset enough. I can only imagine how upset I would be if it were if I pull in thinking it's a whole parking space and it's it's just a car the size of a platypus. Harry the platypus. My he should have gone to the valet. <laughs> like he <laughs> should have his own valet. Like also, I want to just ask. We've discussed this before, but. Is Doofenshmirtz a landlord of some sorts? Like, what is the purpose of this building? Is it just storage and his lab upstairs? Or is it like he rents out apartments to people? What is the situation going on here? I think this is like his uh, like his business building where he does all his uh, business. I think we've mentioned all before his evil that. Yeah, his evil business. And uh, <laughs> like all the aluminum siding and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think we've established before that, you know, his ex-wife gives him like spousal support or something, or maybe yeah. that's just something uh, we just came up off the top of our head. I wouldn't be surprised if he's like leasing the bottom floors of the tower, because I think we mentioned before that all of his stuff is like at the top of the building, like where the penthouse area would be, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if like the bottom was like all like office space that he leases out to like various different companies. Yeah. Um, um, an economic strategist, Doofenshmirtz. <laughs> Is he though? In this economy, who knows? <laughs> well, uh, Perry starts climbing up the the tower. He uses like those suction cup thingies to like get up at the top, and he like uh, jumps in, and like he uh, gets into the thing, and he notices Vanessa like trying zapping something with some sort of gadget towards these pigeons. And they start, I don't know, I guess getting brainwashed or something. What would, how would you describe this? Um, the, yeah, definitely brainwashed. Um, at first I was like, what's the difference between this and uh, my least favorite donator, the slaveinator? But this one was just for pigeons. And then he controls their like insides to function, I guess. So I don't know. Uh, it's it's kind of similar to the termite controlling helmet. Yes, that too. Where, where like, He's telling them what to do, but but he's only like very specifically telling them where to poop. <laughs> you do that here. Uh, okay. Well, uh, Doofenshmirtz uh, shows up and then commands the pigeons to like block Perry from like escaping, um, and then like he explains his evil plan to Perry, which is that today is his brother, Roger Doofenshmirtz's uh, special presentation where he gets the key to the city. And he wants to use this day to create a gadget and ruin his day because he was the golden child, whereas Doofenshmirtz was sort of like the runt, I guess. I don't know Uh how we describe that. Yeah. Yeah, I I, kind of thought this would be the episode where we got the backstory i was waiting for um, that too but i i it must be another one where we get the actual backstory of why he hates roger so much well we got an epic villain song and speaking of week of great villain songs um it was doofenshmirtz all along over it was here. doofenshmirtz all along um but <laughs> like this was a great number i feel like it's reminiscent of other either like not Disney, but like TV show numbers. I feel like the melody at least, or like that was reminiscent something like there's part of me that's saying they did it in Winnie the Pooh or something like something similar. But this number, I remember the like jazz sort of like Kane mm-hmm. dancing. I don't remember. Yeah. I didn't remember. I remember the name of the song, but I didn't remember how it went, but it's just a visual memory. And I loved all the things that he hated, including like I'm still debating if I hate you, Perry the Platypus, was basically a line that he had. Yeah. Uh, meter I'm mates. I'm not sure how I'm feeling about you. Yes, I'm not sure how I'm feeling about you. He doesn't like meter maids, which, same. We don't have to get into the racist meter maid that I ran into one time. Oh, um, no. Uh, we can yeah. get into it. Okay, fine. <laughs> basically, uh, this was pre-COVID. It was uh, summer 2019 in Boston, in Austin, actually. Um, I went to, I was not feeling great. And I went to my mom's friend who owns a salon. I went to like use her restroom. Uh, I And then I put in like a quarter. So I had like eight minutes on the meter. And then I literally was like talking to her and thanking her for like letting me uh, go to the restroom. And then there was like the, the this asshole, this man, white man, um, 
he was like going there putting in second and I like when I was like listen I'm about to leave you really shouldn't be doing this right now like I'm leaving like there's still like a minute on the clock anyways and then like the Monica who owns the salon she was speaking to me in Portuguese because like that and then he was basically like I don't know how things happen in your country but in this country like stuff like that I don't even remember the whole quote oh, and then I talked to my friend shout out Kurt Connor who was a public defender in Massachusetts before he moved to North Carolina um near you will um that's where i live yeah, yeah. but he, he was just like if you just like send in a letter you you can appeal the ticket so i did that the ticket was like they they got rid of it because i was like nice. sent in a letter and so yeah um but that that was basically so i hate meter it's like i just feel like except for judy hops but even then mm-hmm. like still a little bit of a problematic figure Oh. I was I was gonna say he he starts off this song by by listing off all of all of the people that he he despises. Uh, I was I was gonna ask like if 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 you like had had to choose anybody to to you know cover in pigeon goo, who's at the top of your list? And it sounds you like some it of the stuff they wrote down. Uh, no, mine mine would have been Ted Cruz. Oh, Raphael. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> Raphael. Get out of here, Raphael. Um, yeah, besides like toxic politicians. Um, I'm trying to think. Navi, do you have someone that's coming to your head? I, not really. I, I, I don't leave my house <laughs> even before this. I don't have like ops. The only ops in my life are the people who are anti-podcasting. <laughs> Oh. and i wouldn't want to use the poopinator on them yeah i have one um so just for some context i went to bu boston university it's basically a giant street like the campus like or all the important buildings like there's dorms in other areas but um the bikers who would not stop at the red light even though the cars were they were in the bike lane but it was like you have to in massachusetts you have to follow the car rules uh if you're a biker uh them because then they would like it would be time to cross and then the biker would just shoot by like and almost like trample people definitely hit someone one time i've almost been hit a few times and then also those people who run on sidewalks that are going like you can't see them because they're behind you but then they just like hit you with their arm because they like had the whole space to themselves and they could run around you and you can't see them but then they like kick you with their shoe or they hit you with their arms like excuse me you have so much sidewalk. Could you please run around me and give me adequate, like, this was before COVID, but six feet apart is kind. <laughs> okay. I don't know. That's now, a little a lot, of, a lot of people I know, either either on a bike or running, will at least, like, give you give you an advance, be like, yeah. on your left. But even, and like, then I, and, then, and then you got to sit there and think, like, does that mean I need to move to my left or I need to move to my, and yeah. then I, I get too worried about it that I'm afraid I'm going to, step the wrong way and step right in front of this bike but also when i'm walking to class and i have my headphones in to like get in like yeah. five minutes of a podcast before my class um and then like i can't hear them and there are sometimes they also don't say it because i've gotten hit not wearing headphones it's just yeah. annoying um so i would use the pigeonator or whatever it's called on them yeah is this a, just a boston you thing because i don't think that's ever happened to me before this might just be like on like very like it's just a street like it's a commonwealth ave it's like a very populated street in boston so maybe it's just that because i feel like if you're biking in like a like a more spread out campus then like you can see like it's not a sidewalk it's not maybe in new york i don't know how many people run 
on like Fourth Ave or whatever on New York, but maybe that might happen there too. But the bicycles are like more dangerous. The the runners are just an inconvenience. Like, mm-hmm. but yeah, the, that's who I would use my my powers on. All right. Well, uh, that was a great uh, non sequitur. Uh, so back <laughs> we love tangents. Back- yeah. So back in the backyard, Candice uh, lost the wrestling uh, game, like, I think it was like 20 or 25 times to Stacy. Mm-hmm. Something it like was, that. It was, a, it was a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Stacey was definitely. Uh... We got some live feedback <laughs> for my treehouse question just quickly. Naomi, uh, our guest for next week, said she had one of these suckers and I'll try to screen share. So yeah, I, I, I see this this tweet too. It's one of these like, uh, yeah, these, these wooden swing. And I have one of these too. Things. Yeah, yeah, I've I've definitely seen seen these before, uh, and these these very cool. Um, yeah, and I feel like I I feel like I know a lot of people who have these. I don't know a single person who has like a wooden structure up inside of a tree. Yeah, I basically had this too. So mm-hmm. that's um what i had uh so naomi uh if you're listening to the pod we just shared your screen on the zoom meeting <laughs> but sorry yeah, I guess no, no, no one else is gonna see this but they can, they can yeah. see it on go to naomi's twitter or our twitter and look at it so naomi is at naomi calhoun uh navi back to you queen all right um so yeah and uh candace gets the gamer rage i guess she rage quits the game and like heads outside and then the girls, um, I believe here, I think Phineas actually calls out to Candace so that he could show her the uh, the, the treehouse that they refurbished. And so mm-hmm. they head out and Candace sees what happened. And her, of course, her immediate instinct, of course, is to call mom. But luckily, Stacy is able to talk some sense into her and be like, hey, just enjoy this for once. Yeah. Yeah. Just do like two French merits. Go on a, just relax for the weekend. <laughs> Yeah, I will say Stacey is like one of the most relatable characters yeah. for me in the mm-hmm. show so far. Like, I just, I just vibe with her. Like, I'm very similar temperament. I'd like to think to her, like, I'm just like, whatever, let's just go with this. Yeah, this mm-hmm. was like kind of her breakout episode because she's been in other episodes, but she really hasn't been as involved as she was in this one. She like was participating in the activity. She was like a good, good source for Candace to be with. Um, we loved it. We loved it. Yeah. Yeah, so then Stacy and Candace uh, go up the treehouse. They explore, as we mentioned earlier. And then they get to the top of the treehouse and they realize, oh, hey, I guess we're going to do a robot war now, but with our treehouses. And they're freaking out. Yeah. Um, and they they see the... I loved the trampoline elevator. And I the trampolines, like not the trampoline, the treehouses are so cool. Like the way they deck them out. I, oh, yeah. I was living for them um and then i love that it took them they're like how do we control this and it's like oh it's like our video game Mm -hmm. yeah and they have to like press the thf button for like treehouse fight they're like what does this mean (laughs) and phineas is like yeah that's when he yells i love also i don't know if you noticed but phineas in the different costume changes yeah he changed costumes so much in this he He was was a pirate he was the knight he was something else he was a chicken or yes, maybe Ferb was, was the chicken. They were both chicken. One of them was a chicken. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, they start fighting just like in the video game that Candace and Stacy were playing earlier. And we actually mm-hmm. like see them like tras- trespassing into their neighbor's property. I know we've talked about this before about like, what about the neighbors? And now we actually kind of see like the neighbors reacting to this, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, the so the neighbor like, was like, uh, was like watering the garden. And he had he had like it wasn't called Miracle Grow, but it was it was something like that. And he he sees the two big trees, and he kind of has this look like, oh, I guess this stuff works. Maybe I should keep using this. Yeah, and the fighting gets like really intense once they leave sort of their suburban yeah. area to the street, and like yeah. and he has to use like the crash button or Ferb yeah. does, I think. Yeah, and they still like get a dent into this building. Yeah, it definitely has that like like superhero movie trope where like you have super superheroes. Yeah, all all this all this property damage. Like, what what happens yeah. to that? I hope they have insurance. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, this this crash this crash button is is what I was gonna say that this is the first time it seems like they actually care about safety, or like they know their treehouse is gonna crash somewhere, so they hit the button. That like covers them in like rubber tires or something like that. That, that yeah, well themselves, from, not the treehouse. Right, right. Covers them. Yeah. Uh, and and keeps them safe from like rattling around inside the treehouse. Because they don't care if they hit a stranger. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> you know. They should have known. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think is it is it this point in the episode where Linda calls Candace because she's like, uh, Candace hasn't called in a while. Like, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's while they're fighting. Yeah. Yeah, and Candace picks it up, and she's like, "Uh, oh, no, <laughs> um, basically. But then, is that when Phineas is like, we should race home? Last one there is a, a purple, purple pimple pickle. Egg. Yeah. Purple An old egg. purple pickled egg, yeah. Yeah. I've never heard that before. I heard rotten egg, but I've never heard purple pickled egg. Um, yeah. So uh, I guess we head back to Doofenshmirtz Evil Incorporated and uh, Doofenshmirtz tells uh, Vanessa to fire a harpoon. They're like right outside of like, I don't know, I guess the terrace or the roof of the building. And uh-huh. so she makes like, I guess like a, a line, I guess, uh, towards like the building or the, I, I'm assuming it's like the mayor's office or yeah. something or some sort of legislative. Like city building. hall or something like that. Yeah. And so uh, she shoots the line there so that the pigeons can walk up and like head towards to where Roger is about to get the key to the city and, you know, poop on yeah. him. <laughs> yeah, it kind of reminds me of that, the Pixar short for the birds with like the oh, giant yeah. bird on the telephone pole. Um, yeah. My big logistical question is, why not just have them fly over? Like you don't need the, why, why do you need to harpoon a wire? Like they can just like, if you mind control them, then you can just have them go wherever and like be like, drop here, drop here, drop here. Maybe the technology isn't as sophisticated enough for that. They can only handle walking in like yeah. a straight line. See, I'm putting too much faith in Doof to have his technology sorted out, but you, you're right, you're right. Yeah, so uh, uh, Doofenshmirtz is about to be uh, to turn towards Perry and be like, witness this act of revenge. And then he noticed Perry isn't even there. And it turns out Perry has the poopinator and he goes mm-hmm. to like, I don't know, I guess unbrainwash or like re-brainwash the pigeons. I don't entirely, yeah. I'm not entirely he, sure. He, so like that- change, he like changes the picture inside of it to make them want to poop on Heinz Doofenshmirtz instead of Roger Doofenshmirtz. Yeah, my favorite was the little like visual moment where he turns around, 
Perry the Platters was not there. And then the two pigeons pointed at each other, like accusing them <laughs> of, of letting Perry go. Um, that I, yeah, it was very like the that one Spider Man meme. That yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then uh, when this happens, uh, Vanessa, like, is like, deuces, I'm out of this place. <laughs> um and yeah so she leaves her own dad alone to be attacked by these pooping pigeons um and i guess we come back to the kids who are i I keep saying i guess it's not i guess this actually happens but you know (laughs) uh the kids are uh running but they trip over the i guess the line that the pigeons were running or like Mm -hmm. walking across to poop on uh roger and so like they kind of like just tumble over to their backyard um yeah. where they i get the the tree house is like sort of degrade enough to where they just look like regular old trees i guess or tree houses yeah mm-hmm. but you would think um, linda or lawrence would notice that they're out of place even though they're like something's off i assume they don't seem to be the one. most observant of people true very true <laughs> Yeah, and this is when Linda comes home and says that it looks like they've had fun. And then uh, Phineas replies, well, mom, you know what they say. And he is cut off by um, Candace and Stacy uh, throwing water balloons at him. Yeah, um, pops right on his triangle nose. Yeah, and then like Ferb finishes the sentence saying, uh, fun never falls too far from the treehouse. And then he also gets hit by a water balloon. And I think that's the end of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. And then the credits are uh, my goody two-shoes brother. It's uh, the, the reprise. Yeah. And then he walks out covered in nastiness. In the, in the pigeon goo. <laughs> yeah. Um, and all the people run away. Probably smells horrendous. Yeah, um, I bet. Yeah. So any final thoughts on this episode or should we get into the rankings? Uh, yeah, I did. It just I loved it. Yeah, uh, no, that was that was kind of it. It's, it's, it's definitely a, an underrated one. Soft spoiler: This is definitely top four for me. I don't know if it's top. Uh, we'll figure out when we can get to the rankings. But yeah. yeah, yeah. Should we let's let's get into some feedback before we get into the rankings? Of first. course. Yeah. Did Giovanni write to us? Our yeah, king? yeah. So so maybe first let's let's uh, discuss some old business. The uh, the feedback from last week. Uh, so uh, last week we were we were kind of talking about the the connections between uh, this show and Hey Arnold, uh, which which I hadn't thought of until until uh, Giovanni brought it up. And now now that I think about it more, uh, I think I think it's I think it's dead on. Uh, you know, Buford and Harold from Hey Arnold have a lot of the same um, tropes. Uh, they're the the bully with the with the soft heart. Uh, mm-hmm. You can see that Isabella's clothes and Helga Pataki's clothes are like pretty much similar outfits, uh, and and even even Candace falls into a lot of similar tropes. That you know, Candace loves Jeremy in the same way that Helga loves Hey Arnold. Yeah, uh, that you can see that a lot. And I, I I found out by by looking at um, IMDb uh, that Dan Pavemar actually worked as a, a storyboard director and directed a few episodes of Hey Arnold. Ooh. Okay, that, that makes sense. That, that, yeah, yeah. It, may, it makes a lot of sense, for sure. The big that, difference that between some Helga... Of these, some of these tropes could... could... Yeah, yeah the big difference between Helga and Candace and their, the way they, like, show their affection is, like, Candace is very, like, wide-eyed and, like, super kind to Jeremy and, like, doesn't want to get in his bad side, whereas Helga's like, hey, football head! Like, to Arnold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, These, but... definitely what you were saying about about Buford and Valjeet, the, the like bullying the person that you would be yeah. romantically interested in. Yeah. Oh, my couple. Kings. Um, <laughs> let's see what other, what other uh, feedback did we get from Giovanni? Uh, Giovanni loves the nickname Turbo Furbo. Wish it had <laughs> caught on more, which I I definitely agree. Uh, did if you watch that movie Turbo with the snail? <laughs> what if they do that whole movie but replace the snail with fur that could be that could be our our season one uh filler movie recap <laughs> uh, i don't know what we're planning to do if we're doing that between seasons but turbo yeah, we, and... we, we've we've got a few months to figure out what we're gonna do between seasons we'll do something special yeah um but go on i interrupted you again uh giovanni also says that uh my goody two-shoes brother is pretty underrated as a phineas and ferb song agreed uh, personally would have made mm-hmm. my top 10 at the time of the first musical clip cast at countdown and and possibly top 30 overall we'll get into it with when we get into the rankings but i think i think i agree there i, yeah. I really enjoy this song yeah just looking at my song rankings right now it's definitely top 10 <laughs> But that's not that hard. But yeah, well, I'm excited yeah. to get into it. Uh, Giovanni also thinks that the treehouse episode better than the camping episode. Oh, by uh, far. Yeah, I think I think all of us thought the same for sure. Uh, before my rewatch, I thought it was underrated, and while it isn't bad, I felt it was a little underwhelming as an episode. Camping uh, or treehouse? Um, you know, it's not clear. Maybe 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 he's talking about treehouse still. Yeah. I, I I still I, I really enjoyed this episode a lot. Yeah. Uh, and and Giovanni also brings up the question about um, the the voice actors. Do you think Ferb's voice actor gets paid the same as everyone else, even though he only has one line in most episodes? I'm curious. I don't think so. I don't think so. My theory is that they probably bring him into the studio. They do like ten episodes at a time, mm-hmm. and then he like goes. Because, like, I don't know how far in advance they have scripts for these episodes. Mm-hmm. But, like, we know that we're, by the way we're watching, all the production orders are out of, like, mm-hmm. line with the, the ones that we're watching. So, who knows? Like, I would not imagine that he gets as much, but who knows? I, I, tried, to, I tried to find answers to this online. Uh, and the best, the best guess I could find was that he probably makes the same hourly rate. They probably all make the same hourly rate, uh, just like contractually, but or, or or maybe they pay Ashley Tisdale more or something. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, they they probably I all we make the that same. Ashley Tisdale doesn't get paid for this. <laughs> oh right, right. <laughs> Definitely not paid enough, and 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 maybe she offered to do it for free. Uh, but yeah, the the best that I could find online was that they probably all get paid the same hourly rate, but mm-hmm. but Thomas Brody Sangster had to work so so many fewer hours than everyone else. Yeah, he had so many fewer lines. That's a question we should ask for Dan Povenmire or the line producer of the show. I I also didn't know, and I discovered in in looking this up that uh, Ferb was recast. Um, oh, so so not in 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 any of the actual TV show, but in in the episode in the crossover episode with Milo Murphy's Law, mm-hmm. and in the most recent movie, uh, Candace across Candace Against the Universe. Um, neither of those had Ferb voiced by Thomas Brody Sangster. It was who was it? it? Was, uh, it, it was someone I didn't I didn't recognize his name, but he was replaced for those. Mm-hmm. David Erigo Jr. is who he was played by. 
And I, I, I looked at this guy's IMDb earlier, and I didn't really notice him from from anything. He did some like additional stuff in Detective Pikachu, uh, but but like uh, nothing that I noticed him from. Well, keep our eyes out. Maybe he's the next D. Bradley Baker. Uh, some additional voices in a Pokemon TV series, and some. It sounds like he he's just kind of a, a general child voice actor. Mm, okay. I stand those. Uh, Just is like it Mark time? Hamill's one. <laughs> is it is it time to get into rankings? Yeah, I'm down with for that. Okay. Um, so Will, take us through everything. Yeah. So so I guess right off the top on the spreadsheet is is that um, we have uh, the the new badge to add to the list of badges, the the tent pitching badge. Yes, that's three out of three for me. Um, I have milking still at number one because it's just so absurd. Um, yeah, I think, I think this is one where I'm, squeeze, I'm not squeeze. ranking them, just like kind of keeping track. But if, if I were to rank them, I think the, the milking one definitely. Yeah, squeeze and pull, squeeze and pull, squeeze and pull. Mm-hmm. Um, and then aquatic safety is number two and then pitching tents. Uh, besides the Phineas line that I had that in hindsight, I was not going to bring up again, but I forgot. <laughs> now, I, I, I added the, the and by I mean... I added the by unexpected. I actually mean unexpected. I added that to the list, even though it doesn't fit the the traditional cadence of it. Yeah. Um. Just because it, it, it it's, I, th- I think it counts. Uh. Let's. Where do we want to go first? I, I keep going back and forth between the wrong pages on the computer here. Uh. Let's go. Let's go to the innators. There's only one innator to add to the list today. Um. Uh, because he was he was going on un- unless we put going on a date as as nah. one of the things. <laughs> No. Um, Where do we where do we put the poopinator? Uh, I'm struggling with this. It's an easy number one for me because I like Mm -hmm. how absurd it is. Yeah, Uh, I think I agree with Navi, but it's definitely like I think the top four, which uh, would be Meltinator six five thousand, Termite controlling helmet, and Age Accelerator Inator would all be around the same place but i think i think it's just so absurd and memorable unlike the mm-hmm. other ones like the term i controlling home and i can remember but it took me a second i was like oh it's the cheese one and then i don't even remember what he was melting chocolate chocolate yes there we go yeah so. besides it's called the poopinator like yeah. of course it's gonna be number one for me <laughs> i you, Will? so i have this at number three i w- I could definitely be convinced to move it up. And I'll, I'll tell you why I love this so much is because like nothing about this plan and, and, and it's, it's more because of the plan than the actual innator itself. Maybe, maybe that's why I have the other things higher is because I think like technologically those things might be cooler, but the, the whole idea, like, like his whole evil scheme in this episode is he's trying to get a bunch of birds to poop on his brother. That, that uh, none of this is actually evil it's entirely born out of pettiness and i i think that's hilarious i i love that that it's it's a very petty revenge plot it's all this is and that's that's we, very funny to me. yeah we stand a petty king we really do he's the pettiest um but yeah so you have it at number two and navi and i have it at number one yeah, I, I have a number three behind the Meltonator 65000 and the Age Accelerator-inator. I thought okay. the cheese bit was cool, too. I, I'm a big fan of cheese. Yeah. Gotta say I, I like cheese more than I like poop. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, think... fair assessment. Yeah. Well, uh, let's get into the, I know what we're going to do today. So so the two things we're adding to the list are 
uh, going to summer camp slash Bigfoot stuff. I, I put slash Bigfoot because I think they still technically go back to this camp in later episodes, like the like the Bad Beard episode we talked about. Uh, so I, I wrote down summer camp slash Bigfoot uh, and then treehouse fight. Uh, where are we where are we putting these two things? I can go first. Treehouses. I think I'm gonna put it number one. I think I just the treehouses look so fun and like fun to hang out in, and maybe it's just because. I could go to the beach. I could go skiing. I could make a, I could like make music. I could make a movie like the tree houses. I could never do. Mm. And it's like, kind of like out there. And it seemed like the most fun. That's something that I would want to do because I don't have the means to do it. Whereas the other ones are somewhat accessible. Like to me, like you can make a home movie. You can make a, you can make a, a, a song that, is catchy, but you can't, for me personally, I could not make those tree houses that mm-hmm. look so dope. And I, I guess like it's part of the Swiss family Robinson vibes as well. I really enjoy it. And mm. I'm excited to get to that episode when we do. Um, yeah. But that's where I put tree houses. Do we want to stick with me? Yeah, I mean, we, the... we can, we can, we can maybe say where we all put the tree. House. I also okay, put yeah. it number one. Uh, like this, like we talked about this before that, you know, it's, it's, maybe not every kid's dream, but so many kids dreams to have a super cool tree house. Um, but we don't know anyone who even had a regular tree house. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 this, this is far and away. Number one for me, this, uh, this is, is the cool, it, like not even the fact that it's inside a tree, just the insides of these, even if you think of them as like clubhouses, they're, <laughs> they're so cool. And I, I could spend months years in there and and like not complain yeah just like quarantine in this treehouse i i could quarantine in this treehouse for for years just like some people i would never know just like some people um spend all their time in clubhouse now instead of three houses (laughs) yeah myself included (laughs) uh navi what about you so i have camp uh between at number seven between mount rushmore and cows uh, camping is just not my thing, as I've talked about before. Um, mm. uh, and then for Treehouse, I have it number two, uh, right beneath Flop Stars. I think I like the idea of making a one-hit wonder more than, you know, building a treehouse. I mean, hanging out mm-hmm. in a treehouse is one thing, uh, but building it is another thing. Plus, I live, like, in a very, like, cold environment where I wouldn't be able to enjoy the treehouse mm. as much since, like, summers last a lot shorter up mm-hmm. here. Um, and like, plus with like a, a lot of the snowfall that we're getting right now, I don't think the treehouse could survive. Yeah, that's um, a good point. Yeah, it, yeah, but I do like uh, the treehouse. It's still obviously at number two, so obviously I like it a lot. But that's sort of my stance on treehouse. Yeah, yeah, no, you make good points. And similarly to you, I have the Bigfoot lower on the list. I have it at number nine. I have it above Mummy, Mount Rushmore, and Thumbmore. Part of me still wants to move. Eh. What am I looking at? Part of me wants to move Mount Rushmore above Thumbmore at this point. Um, but I have it under cows. I could be convinced to move Bigfoot over cows in the mall, though. Like cows in general, whatever. Mm-hmm. But cows in the mall, that's kind of cool. I, I Yeah, I, I have uh, the Summer Camp Bigfoot at the same place, all the way down at nine in between uh, remote control race car and, and the Thumbmore. I moved Mount Rushmore over Thumbmore because I would not pay to see a thumb war happen and i would not want to participate in the thumb war my poor thumbs i'd rather mm-hmm. i guess i'd rather like maybe it's just like 
the miss feeling that I can't do anything these days that because you're so isolated, maybe it's like, Oh, I would go to Mount Rushmore and enjoy it. Like me and my friends uh-huh. could go and like, I could look at the thing for a second and then we could go to the food court or something like that. That's part uh-huh. of me. So I don't know. Um, but it's also like the Candace part of it. Like they made a head in Candace in like of Candace's face. So I like that, but yeah, the Bigfoot, not that super draw for me, but yeah, that's, that's also pretty, pretty low for me. Yeah. Uh, um, let's get into the songs. Yeah, so uh, no got, backstories, got, right? Because uh, no backstories. We we didn't actually get the backstory of his brother, which I'm sure we will eventually. But but for now, we just got he. Ha- I feel like I feel like in order for it to count as a backstory, we might need to go into that like sepia tone, black and white stuff. Yeah, makes sense. Um, but uh, yeah, so we got two songs to add this week. Let's let's maybe do them one by one. Where do we put uh, the he's Bigfoot song? um navi do you want to go first while i think about it yeah sure i've i've ranked this one already it's between the theme song and backyard beach for me at number eight uh i like i do like this song i do remember it uh um it's not typically the style i'm like super into uh but i i think it's better than like the other songs that i have below it like backyard beach as i mentioned he's a bully candace's song and go phineas so uh so I like it more than those ones, but I don't like it as much as like the theme song and all the other ones above it. So that's where it lands for me. Can somebody remind me how the song goes? I am struggling to remember he's how it big goes. Foot, he's Bigfoot. He's Bigfoot. Big that one? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think I know where I'm going to put it is. Because yeah, I can yeah, remember yeah. Go Phineas Go. Go Phineas Go. Go Phineas. And I like uh-huh. that more. It's more catchy. Um, I don't know. I feel like it's like i remember the visuals i don't remember the song so uh-huh. that's that's the that's the part of it um but it's above he's a bully and she's candace still at number 12 for me uh-huh. this one i have it i have it number 11 i have it ahead of of go finney's go and she's candace it's it's a good song i don't hate it at all uh it's catchy it's just yeah it's kind of there it's it's a nice little like folk tune yeah um, but but it's it it doesn't it doesn't wow me in the same way that that a lot of other uh Phineas and Ferb songs do. Yeah. Um, uh, now this other song, Goody Tucci's brother. This this very cool, uh, you know, villain origin story, show tune. Where do we have this? This one's harder. Um, I'll be straight up. It's not in my top five. That oh, said, because okay. uh, my top five is Get You Get You Go, Pair of the Platypus, In the Mall, Theme Song, Swinter. Part of me wants to switch In the Mall with Pair of the Platypus because I just. I don't know. Part of me wants to do that. And part of me also is unsure if I want I'm Lindana and I want to have fun to be above my undead mummy. But we're here to talk about my goody two-shoes brother. And I think it's just under it. If I switch it around, I think I'm going to do that. Wait, because my undead mummy, I would need to listen to these all back to back and then have a more definitive rankings because I can remember my undead mm-hmm. mummy. Um, but Maybe that's what we do at the end of the season is we revisit these things. And yeah, really I think I'm going to move I'm Lindana and I want to have fun to be above both my goody two-shoes brother and my undead mummy. And then my goody two-shoes brother is at seven over my undead mummy. Okay. That might be a hot take, but like, I feel like everything in my top 10 is super memorable to me. And then the the other four are like, how does it go again? Besides go Phineas go, which I remember. Mm-hmm. How about you two? Navi, where do you have this one? I have it at number two under Get You Get You Goo. Uh, really good song. Uh, I still remember it all these years later. 
Uh, plus, like, I think I've mentioned this before, but it was used a lot in, like, the prevent promotional material. Like, I specifically mm-hmm. remember Vanessa, like, doing the kick thing. Like, the, the little like, kick line with, with yeah. him and, the, and the, the pigeons are doing the kick line, and then Vanessa's, like, sitting in the chair uninterested, but still joining in in the kick line. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, like, it's Doofenshmirtz. Like, of course, he's going to rank high up here for me. Yeah. So he's at number two uh, between Gitchy Gitchy Goo and Perry the Platypus. Uh, and then at number four, I have Swinter. And then number five, I have I'm Lindana and I want to have fun. I kind of want to move up I'm Lindana when I want to have fun because ever since that episode, um, it's been stuck in my head all this time. And I'm just, like, yeah. randomly singing, I'm Lindana and I want to have fun. Yeah, yeah, I, I have I have the Lindana song down at number ten, and I've I've been thinking about moving it up, um, but it, it'll definitely be something I'll I'll look at at the end of the season. We've got to make this that, a Spotify playlist. Probably probably get moved up for sure. This uh, Goody Two Shoes Brother, I have this at number three. This is I, I love this song. Uh, I yeah. have it I have it right behind Gidgey Gidgey Goo and and the Perry the Platypus song. I like the Perry P- the Platypus song. I think the lyrics for Perry the Platypus are stronger um, than just like riding cows up and down the escalators in the mall. Mm-hmm. That's like the maybe just because I I uh, sang that song for this podcast. Is yeah, I love the Perry the Platypus song, but I I love this this Goody Two Shoes Brother song a lot. Uh, yeah, so it, it's it's at number three for me. Did you see how I held that note? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I think if I had like Perry the Platypus has such great lyrics, but I think um in the mall is more memorable and catchy. So that's like what I'm gonna sleep thinking about this week. Like mm-hmm. it's what I'm gonna stress about when I can't sleep. Um one of my favorite memes that I've seen lately is by the way, is like Puya and Liana. Liana's in the background of his Twitch stream, and it's like Puya um uh me trying to fall asleep at 3 a.m turn my brain off or whatever and then it's liana in the background being like what happened to mambo's one to four (laughs) (laughs) because i could totally see her doing that like also um but anyways where are we going next will we've got the last one we're ranking the episodes uh so let's let's one by one where do we put episode 6A, Get That Bigfoot Out of My Face? Ooh, Navi or Will, do you want to go first? I'm trying to... Yeah, I, I can go up. first. I This is this is a middle-of-the-road episode for me. It, it, it was it was fun. There was cool things. There was... Uh, the, the Perry Doofenshmirtz story really picks this episode up a lot. So I have this at number seven, uh, right behind Raging Bully, but ahead of Are You My Mummy? yeah. At first, my first gut reaction was like, put this last because I don't, I didn't love the Phineas and Ferb storyline, but you convinced me with the, with the Doofenshmirtz storyline because that's one of my favorites. Um, I think it's kind of similar to the Magnificent Few where I remember the Phineas and Ferb storyline, but I couldn't, I think it's, that's the beaver one, mm-hmm. the Terminator, and even though that's uh, memorable, or though, no, that, that might just be the Woodenator, right? Yeah, the Woodenator. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, that might be the Terminator, I think. I uh, okay, Magnificent Few was 3.1. That's the termite controlling helmet. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, I remember the helmet, but I don't remember like most of the B-plot. So this one, I remember the B-plot, but the A-plot is so insignificant. So I think I'm going to put it between five and seven. So it's number six between the Magnificent Few and Are You My Mummy? Sure. With Magnificent Few being higher. Um, Navi, where do you have this one? 
So uh, get that Bigfoot out of my face is at number eight between Roller Coaster and Raging Bully. And now like looking at my rankings, I have Are You My Mummy at number six. And I'm like, the more time that passes, the more I don't like that episode. Feels a little high, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm just, I'm going to probably move it down when we do our season one recap or whatever we do for that. So yeah yeah one thing that i didn't say with the bigfoot episode is i feel like this kind of had a little bit of a phineas mean streak as well with him like being mean to Baljeet, being like give me the micro or not the microphone the flashlight and mm-hmm. like i just felt like trying to scare the kids like i don't know it got brought me back to like roller coaster with like phineas was a little what more if, edgy what if at the end of the season we uh we take these rankings and we we put them into tears too Ooh. Might be a, a, a way to help that'll definitely uh help me organize this in my head yeah I mean, instead of like thinking where it compares to the other episodes i can be like oh yeah this is, this is a solid you know once we get to like season two and we've got this you know we've, we've got 50 episodes we can look back on yeah um, and we can still do rankings like if you're interested, yeah well yeah yeah, yeah this, this is what i'm saying is, is we can we can still rank them just like wh- whenever i'm watching an episode in the middle of season three i'm not like oh this is maybe the 60th best episode let me look around there i can be like oh this is a c-tier episode let me look at what i have in c-tier and and then go from there yeah no i like that um we can set up our form as well right now i feel like the the sample size is maybe small enough that i don't know the difference between a an a tier and a b tier yet yeah well i I think i know um because i think bigfoot might be the start of the second tier whereas like magnificent few and higher for me might be like a tier or magnificent is like a cusp but the other mm-hmm. ones for me um but have we all done bigfoot i think so tree to get ready where where is this it's either one or two i'm just trying to figure out yeah i I, I, I had i was i'm going back and forth between one and two i think i landed on number two uh right behind flop stars okay um because i i mean looking at it it, it had you know my my favorite i know what we're gonna do today a top three innator a top three song that should make for a good episode i think there are some moments in flop stars that like especially the 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 moment at the end where where candace is actually singing with them in in the getcha getcha goo song it's like very much a feel-good moment um that that uh, that maybe has been my favorite scene from the entire show yet uh so I, i that puts the episode a little bit ahead for me i'll I'll put tree to get ready at number two but a solid episode i think i'm gonna rearrange some of my rankings while navi goes unless you need a second because i have mine ready i think but no i'm good to go uh i have tree to get ready at number two right between flop stars and swinter uh, as you both mentioned before, like it just has all the makings of a great Phineas and Ferb episode with the innator, with the both. The, I found that both the Phineas and Ferb slash Candace and Doofenshmirtz plots were equal, pretty equal, and they're both pretty good. And I was invested in both of those plots. Um, mm-hmm. The song was really good. Uh, the uh, the sort of what Phineas and Ferb do that day is really fun and interesting. Uh, so yeah, it's at number two for me, right underneath Flop Stars, and I can easily be talked into maybe putting it at even number one ahead of Flop Stars, but that's where I'm putting yeah. it now. So um, I think so. Just to let everyone know where my top three is currently, I have No Lawn Beach Party of Terror and Swinter, and at top one and two, 
Um, and I like those episodes because those are episodes that Candace isn't so preoccupied with getting them busted. And that's probably why I have them above flop stars. I haven't listened to the podcast since we released them, but that's like the Candace trying to get them busted. Although I love everything else about that episode is kind of like, um, might bring it down a little bit to me. Although best song ever in that episode, I think this episode might be the closest we've gotten to a perfect episode. And it's just between beach party and this one for me. Um, uh-huh because Candace also didn't really care that much about busting them. She was just having fun letting loose. But I think that what puts us over the gnome lawn beach party is that the Doofenshmirtz B story, I think is super memorable. And that's what put me over. So uh, what's this episode called for the third time this podcast? Tree <laughs> to get ready. Get ready. <laughs> I think that's going to be my new number one, the treehouse yeah, one. Um, it's good. It's, it, I love this episode. Yeah, definitely and, and, a sleeper. And- I, I was definitely surprised by this. Uh, that like I remember it for sure, just because like huge treehouse is something that's yeah. hard to forget. Pigeons pooping on your brother is something that's hard to forget. I didn't remember this episode being as good as it was, and yeah. I, I was really happy with this. Like I said earlier, I remember the A plot. I remember the B plot. I didn't remember they were the same episode. Mm-hmm. Um, Navi, did you remember this episode much coming in or no? Yeah, I especially remembered the poopinator specifically because <laughs> that's where my brain goes. Uh, but even like just the, like I said before, like the treehouse uh, fight was pretty awesome. Uh, that was memorable. Uh, maybe it's just like because they were based off a video game and I'm like into that even yeah. as like uh-huh. a kid. So that sort of appealed to me as well. So yes, a great episode. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to really say other than maybe- Maybe episode. something something else that would indicate that this this was a, a a good week of episodes was that I have exactly zero notes for for the Candace Gaslight watch. I have zero instances <laughs> of times where she was being gaslit in either episode. Um, I don't think, right? Yeah, yeah, both of them. Yeah, uh, and I, and I think definitely in in the second episode that that Stacy has a lot to do with that, and maybe mm-hmm. maybe that's something we can we can follow that that maybe the more that Stacy is the round the more she can like get her to stop focusing on yeah because that happened in swinter and lawn in gnome beach party as well Mm -hmm. um but yeah anything else on the episodes we discussed today or should we get into some plugs um well first next week is is the episode it's about time so is it time machine episode Mm -hmm. uh with the great naomi calhoun yes hilarious i don't know that i've i've uh met naomi before but i'm very excited i've heard her on podcasts before so yeah. I, I feel it's one of those things where I know who she is more than she knows who I am. Uh, yeah. I'm very excited. Yes. So we're going to do that Tuesday next week. So get your feedback before then. Will, do you want to do your everyone? Uh, yeah. So, plugs? so uh, we were, we were going to do our, our annual awards show on everyone and their brother this week. Yeah. Uh, however, <laughs> one of my co-hosts, which is a weird thing to call my brother, uh, uh, lives lives in Texas and did not have power for several days last week. Uh, so we put out a little sort of like pre-award show hype episode and and hopefully we're recording the the actual award show tomorrow. Um, yes. Yeah, I listened to that episode. It was a, a good half an hour, I think. Yeah, we, we tried to we tried to keep it short because just the two of us that were there. but it was yeah, it was it was fun. and I'm I'm very excited. We should be recording that award show tomorrow. Uh, so check that out everywhere at EATV Podcast. You can find everyone and their brother, or you can find me anywhere at Davis Comma Will. Yes. Um, 
Miss Navi, what have you had going on? I think you've had a pretty chill week. Nothing important, right? No, nothing important. I just, you know, talked about Toph finally in her introduction on Angan there on Post Show Recaps. Uh, Great episode. Out- yeah, it's such a good episode. Um, I had a fun, a, a ton of fun talking with Jacob Redman um, about it. Uh, unfortunately, Zach Muhammad couldn't make it, but good thing I came with an impression so that the spirit mm-hmm. of Zach was still in the podcast. So yeah. you can check that out. I I, I divulge uh, a very uh, weird game that I played in regards to wrestling. So I'll leave <laughs> it at that, but go and check it out. Um, you got, you got the, there. sorry. Oh no, go ahead. No, I was, I was, I was interrupting. I'll wait till you finish your plugs. Oh no. You can, you can edit um, me out interrupting. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, check out Ang in there. Uh, the podcast has already dropped by the time this episode is out. So Go and check that out. Um, as for other plugs, you can follow me on Twitter at Cause I'm Navi. Um, and yeah, that's about it. I mean, I oh, I recently got into Clubhouse. Like, I downloaded the app or everything. But the thing is, is that like I made my account, and then they're like, "Okay, we'll text you when your account is ready." Oh, and I still haven't gotten in a text. Message back me if I'm... you need it. Yeah, okay, like, sounds good. Text me after the podcast. Um, okay. Yeah, I can I can get that to you. Um, well, you too, if you want. Yeah, I, I don't. Have, I have an Android phone. Oh, never mind. You can't uh, so touch I can, me that. I, I have an iPad that I use to teach, um, but I, I don't know if I want to use Clubhouse on on the iPad that I use to teach. That makes sense. Uh, yeah, uh, I haven't listened to it yet. I haven't gotten around to it, but I already know. Great podcast today with Jacob. Um, gonna say ten the, out of the ten. Sh- <laughs> the the show notes here say that you sorted Phineas and Ferb characters into bending classes. Yes, that's very funny. Yeah, and Jacob will be on the podcast sometime, and Zach also has yeah. an open invite as well. Um, but it's like the big, ki- the, you've made it to the big kids table of, of yeah. podcast. Who was it? Phineas, Ferb, Candace, and Isabella. Uh, Perry. Perry. Okay, yeah. makes sense. Um, yeah. Uh, speaking of Angan, there, I'm going to be on this week. Uh, Zuko alone, uh, and we're going to be breaking down the Sesame Street Four. If you have suggestions, we're going to do Elmo, Oscar the Grouch. Big Bird and Cookie Monster. We're going to break those four into bending classes um, because obviously Snuffleupagus is the avatar. Um, and then what else do I have going on? So my main Twitter is at with the fleep, Instagram, Filippo Faith, TikTok with the fleep. Um, and then Brazilian Dragon, we got Scooby Doo and the Cyber Chase. We did that this week with Anjali. Um, Kate and I were there. Uh, you can listen. Brazil at anchor.fm slash Brazilian Dragon and follow our socials at Brazil Dragon Pod. Some announcements coming about what we got going on in March and some four more Ooh. activities we're going to do. Um, subscribe to both my podcast and everyone and their brother as well. And in game there. Uh, did uh, Cyber Chase, did that hold up well? I gave it a five. Okay. It held up. Is, this, is it out of five or out of 10? Out of five. Okay. Um, I, I was hoping, Cyber Chase was my favorite one as a kid. Yeah, it was my uh, favorite so this, as a kid. This is the one I was I was hoping holds up. And I think I had maybe high expectations. Like I gave it a five, maybe because like nostalgia bump. Mm-hmm. But like it went very fast. It was like a little bit of a drag at the end, but I enjoyed. It. Like it was one of my favorites to watch. I think between that and Zombie Island, those are my two favorites to watch so far. Um, it's interesting because I feel like we're now going to go into another era with like them traveling a lot um, where they didn't really travel outside the country as much. So I'm interested to see like some of my other favorites, like Aloha, Scooby-Doo, uh, Monster of Mexico, um, the, the one where Chill Out, Scooby-Doo, Pirates Ahoy, like 
some of those other ones um, mm-hmm. that I think they go to Egypt also at one point. So we'll see how those hold up. Like I like the international ones a lot too. So we'll see. Yeah. There. And uh, like here, I might move my rankings around, um, but we also, Kate and I got our first like argument, not like real argument, but like a podcast dramatic argument about who she gave her MVP point to. Cause I disagreed heavily. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I saw that clip on Twitter. Yes, I posted that on Twitter, uh, and I gave her a spite LVP to her pick because I was. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so Zuko Luna, I mentioned I'll be there with Jacob and Zach this weekend. Great uh, it's also a really good episode. Um, I think that might be the best two episode stretch in Avatar. Um, and then I will be on Mike White was Rob, which drops tomorrow. Got a little NGOG bump uh, with Naomi, so I'll be talking about why Abby Maria is a good Survivor player. Um, and I'll mention how I think she's a shark. She never stops. And even though like you might take a break and like ignore her, she's always going to like get you like sewer your game while you're not looking. Um, yeah, I uh, recently got into it because I heard you were going to be on Mike White with Robin. It's a really good podcast if you're yeah. into Survivor. Um, I, the Michael J. Uh, Clark episode in that particular. Chrissy would be a body bottom yeah. five winner. Um, yeah. I The one that hurt me the most was Although I technically agree with some of the stuff he was saying, uh, the Suri one that uh, Robbie did. Yeah, yeah. I, ju- I just saw the I just saw the episode title that I want to yeah. listen to it. But the thing I agree with is that I don't think Suri could ever win Survivor at this point where the game is at, and that was something that he said. And that was like his main argument. Whereas, like I, I think Suri is a phenomenal Survivor player. I think she's the uh-huh. best player ever, and you can at me if you want. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I just think she she's the greatest Survivor player of all time. But I don't think in the format that survivor is currently at with advantages and final four fire i think that part i agree that i don't think she could ever win survivor and if she gets the call back what's the upside yeah um, and even like with the jury like the jury questioning format i don't think maybe she could do well yeah. but i just don't see a whole ton of women in particular doing well with that format aside yeah, from uh-huh. sarah Latina, but that was like the first time we saw yeah. it right so Bring back individual questions because that's so much more dramatic like yeah, and I mean, it's better television too so much better it really television. is yeah but um yeah what else do i have oh speaking of naomi i'm gonna be on her twitch channel on friday night at 7 p.m with matt gagan and nicole horn and aka tiktok nicole we're gonna talk about the millennial gen z kids show divide that Ooh. was brought up on Renap. And so we're going to be going through some shows. I mean, like, is this millennial? Is this Gen Z? Does it straddle? And that's something exciting that I have going on. Um, yeah, I'll check that out for sure. Yes, Navi, you, if you have any shows that you want us to discuss, we have a spreadsheet already of what we're going to talk. And we'll Drake as and well. Josh. Oh, nice. That's on the list. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, I, br- I brought up Drake and Josh earlier. Yeah, but otherwise, uh, yeah, I'm just around bothering people, being annoying on social media, as always. Uh, Respond to our Twitter questions that we asked during the podcast yeah. and check out Navi on Ing in there and everyone and their brother as well. Like they mentioned, let's do pop culture plugs. Ooh. Navi, what about you? What's well, it was a busy week for me this yeah. past week, so I didn't do a whole ton. I finished the second game in the Ace Attorney C- uh, game mm. series, Justice for All. It was really good. The last case was really great. I'll be moving on to the third game uh, sometime this week, hopefully. And last week, there was a Nintendo Direct out. Um, mm. And one of the games that was showcased there was a, a tactical RPG called Project Triangle Strategy. And I've been playing it and I absolutely love it. 
So if you're into tactical RPGs, definitely give it a try. Um, they're actually going to do a survey on it. So like they'll take feedback from people who played the demo and then like incorporate that into the final game. Um, so yeah, if you have a Switch, uh, check out the demo. It's really fun. The music's really good in it too. Um, so yeah, that's about it for my pop culture plugs. Yes. William, what about nice. you? I uh, have been watching a little bit of Ink Master in the background. Ooh, the tattoo <laughs> Do you have any tattoos? Uh, uh, no, I don't. I, I'm uh, too much of a, of a B word when it comes to pain. <laughs> but, uh, I, don't, I don't think I ever could. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I, think it's a, I think it's a cool show. I like to have it on in the background while I'm cooking or something. Uh, I, I played some Among Us with my brothers this past weekend um, and maybe played the, the best imposter game that I'm ever capable of playing we played with 10 of us uh with, with my brothers and my cousins um and there were we had 10 of us two imposters uh the other the other one got caught right away so i was the only imposter left with like eight people left in the game did you win still some, i did win uh and i shouldn't have but i did and it was very fun yeah um, we're gonna get some more among us going uh the post show recaps it's been a long time friends have moved over to that. dungeons and dragons so yeah um we do play among us every once in a while but it's been a minute since we've been in the wombat crowd and i miss playing among us with navi and her wine and doing like <laughs> i still do the little circles that navi likes to do before the game like the, oh, yeah, the figure, eights. figure eights yeah um in terms of pop culture uh mild mild i, I won't go into specific mild wandavision spoilers i've been obsessed with the song from the end of the episode yeah i yeah. even started listening to it on spotify it is a bop also um, I'm not caught up on US Drag Race, but I am caught up on UK Drag Race, and the Bing Bang Bong song is also a bop. Um, so I've been listening to that a little bit. Um, in terms of, I think I said Jordan Sparks last week. I'm still listening to Jordan Sparks um, a lot, and Rihanna as well. But uh, pop culture plugs. Uh, what have I been doing? I have not been doing a ton. Uh, binge mode. I enjoy. Mm. I think I said binge mode a few weeks ago, but yeah. I haven't listened to the latest latest episode. I'm trying to save it, but also at the same time, like I don't, I there's there's potential that it is the last episode ever of binge mode, so I don't want to listen to that um, mm-hmm. because I just got into it this this year. Yeah, and like it's so sad that because Jason left the ringer, he might mm-hmm. they might not continue binge mode, or if they do, they might find a new host. And I just I can't live without Jason and Mallory together on the podcast. Um, you should you should look up a a podcast called The Connect. Yeah, uh, that's also from. Is the it Ringer. a sports podcast though? No, it's it's a podcast about movies with Ooh. Jason Concepcion and okay. Jason. But there's Rana. no Mal. There's no Mal. Yeah, it's fair. It's yeah. it's it's a very fun podcast. Yeah, I, I highly but recommend it. I've gone back and listened to some of their Star Wars content and alongside the Post Show Recaps, a long mm-hmm. time to go podcast. Which shout out to Corey B. He makes some bangers of theme songs. I know, right? yeah um otherwise yeah so binge mode i guess is my recommendation um and avatar the last airbender of course um so you can listen to our podcasts uh other than that i have nothing else to say should we like hashtag uh treehouse fight hashtag treehouse fight that's good (laughs) maybe by the end of the season we'll have we'll have like a clever sign off for this true yeah (laughs) we're a work in progress um but yes next week we'll be here with the great naomi calhoun or as she calls herself opposite of asmr um (laughs) uh talking about it's about time until next time bye everyone bye bye (laughs) 
I bear lots of animosity to bellhops. They never bring my luggage up on time. And taxi drivers really tax my patience. If they vanished, would it really be a crime? I don't like me to maids on underwater welders. Health fanatic cooks or camera crews. Not fond of monks or yoga teachers or sports fans in the bleachers. And I'm not sure how I'm feeling about you. There are lots of horrid people on this planet that I would love to give a lashing to. But my goody two-shoes brother, the favorite of my mother, is the one I want to smother in a ton of pigeon goo. Yes, my goody two-shoes brother, the favorite of my mother, he's the one I want to smother. Thank you, sir, I'll have another. He's the one I want to smother in a ton of pigeon goo. So you see how I held that last note? Good, huh?